Hi everybody, you are listening to the Solo Female Travel Podcast. Recent figures show that more women are traveling than ever before, and most of the women you hear on this podcast have turned their life around thanks to solo travel. I am Luke Almenares, and in this podcast, I talk with amazing fellow solo female travelers to discuss personal growth, changing mindsets, and we share advice and strategies on how you can do the same. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the Solo Female Traveler podcast. And today we're talking about solo travel as an introvert. And for this, I invited my friend Rosanna which I believe she's an introvert, and she's going to tell us more about that. But first, let me tell you about Rosana. Rosana is a translator and content writer from Argentina. She has traveled on and off for the past 10 years. She likes traveling slowly and enjoys being on the road more than reaching the destination. She identifies as a traveler, but not a nomad. She loves yoga, sports, and the outdoors as much as quiet places in-depth conversations, and being in company of close friends. So, Rosanna, thank you so much for joining us and for, you know, sharing your wisdom with us about this topic. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. I love your podcast and these conversations. So I'm really happy to be here. Of course. So, uh, <laughs> Rosanna, let's first start by defining the word introvert. So, what does it mean for you? Um. So the word introvert can be quite complex and psychologists don't really agree on how to define it. Some psychologists have actually suggested not using the word, the word altogether. Um, sometimes it's easier to define extroversion and then define introversion as an opposite. So maybe we can do that. It's important that, to say that it's biological. So it's like genetic. It's not something that you prefer or you learn. Okay, so you're born somewhere in the spectrum between introversion and extroversion. And that is a lifelong trait. So an extrovert is someone whose brain is wired to, is very attracted to rewards in the environment, um, social status, fame, social attention, power, even sex, things that will make your brain feel good. So especially social attention, is, I think is key for to define extroversion. So extroverts feel really drawn and attracted to environments, well, they will get that attention or that social factor. Introverts, on the other hand, don't find that so attractive because their brains are not so sensitive to that attention, right? And that's why introverts tend to look as more quiet, right? And if you're in a big party, they're definitely not going to be the life of the party. The introvert will probably be the person who's like sipping a drink quietly in the corner or just talking with one or two people, but it's not going to be the person socializing with a lot of people because they don't feel the need to, you know, talk and do small talk and socialize so much. They also prefer smaller groups instead of big groups. They prefer, for example, having a quiet dinner with friends instead of going to a club just because of the same reasons. They tend to prefer conversations as opposed to small talk, just because small talk is more related to getting the attention of many people on a more superficial level instead of connecting deeply with someone, which is where introverts thrive. And they also need less stimulation than extroverts to function at their best. So for example, I have friends who can, I remember at college, 
they needed background music to study or they had a TV in the background to study. Like they needed that stimulation to function at their best. Whereas me, but like the, even the, the slightest noise would distract me. I work better. I'm, I'm a full on introvert. I definitely work better in silence. So I would say that those are behaviors that are related to being an introvert. They also tend to be more reflective and kind of pause before they react. They're not as impulsive. So those are, I think, the main characteristics. Got it. Okay. Then, you know, the, the other day I was listening to these podcasts and then um, mm. there was this lady saying that the real difference between introverts and extroverts is that, and I don't know if you agree with this, is like the brain of extroverts release more dopamine where they are around more people, whereas the uh, brain of introverts release less dopamine around them. Like Yes. No, this is absolutely correct because the reward systems in the brain work together with the dopamine pathways in the brain. So what happens is, okay, let's try to put a situation. Suppose you're in a hostel since we're talking about traveling, right? And you're in a hostel and there's like this big group of people and extroverts already know, like unconsciously, they already know that they like to be among people and that the noise and the conversation and all that is very stimulating. So the extrovert brain will release dopamine when they see that. And dopamine, what does is like, it motivates you to go and get the reward. In this case, the reward is the social attention or the social interaction. So your brain will release dopamine. Dopamine will make you go join the group, interact, and then your brain will release dopamine again, which will make you feel good. So extroverts, really, literally feel pleasure out of those interactions. But the brains of introverts that don't really release that much dopamine, that's why extroverts actually are happier. They have more, more happiness hormones than introverts, which doesn't mean that introverts experience more sadness. They just experience like less buzz, let's say. So that's why it's related to dopamine. Got it. And since we start talking about this topic and you have been traveling for about 10 years, um, how have you been navigating the part of meeting people as an introvert? Because based on this definition, I am an extrovert and I'm always like chasing people. I'm like, do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? So for you as an introvert, how have you been navigating this? That's a very good question. Actually, there is this misconception that introverts are not very, like, they're antisocial, which is really not true, which is we are differently social. So instead of going for the big group, we just want to connect with a smaller group of people, with one or two people, right? Um, for me personally, what has been a roadblock when I wanted to meet people was my shyness, which is related to the anxiety of, that you experience when you talk to someone. It's related to the fear of social judgment. And actually traveling has been a great tool to overcome that. Being an introvert, um, so some things that have helped me is to look for environments where it will be likely to be people with interests similar to yours and put yourself in environments that won't be super stimulated. For example, I usually stay in hostels, right? So I will go through the reviews <laughs> like very thoroughly and look for the hostels that where reviews say like, it's more of a, you know, it's to meet people, but it's not a party hostel. If it says 
the phrase, it's not a party hostel, that's my hostel. <laughs> so, and chances are that people who are there are not, don't want to, you know, go on pop crawls. They probably just want to meet other people too, or connect, you know, in, in different ways. Also like joining activities that you really enjoy, you'll probably meet people who share your same interests and it's always easier to connect when you already know you have something in common. So for example, go on a walking tour or join a hiking trip or something like that helps a lot. I've done couch surfing, which is also very useful because you already are interacting with just one or two people usually. So you, you don't have to face a big group and that's good for introverts. That's where introverts live, right? Interacting with fewer people. Uh, also, like you said that you go around saying, hey, do you want to be my friend? For me, extroverts are the best because <laughs> in that sense, because they make it so much easier for introverts to meet people and, you know, to become friends with other people. In fact, many of the people I have made friends with in my travels are extroverts or at least ambiverts, which are the people who fall kind of in the middle between extroversion and introversion, because they are the one who come and say, and just strike a conversation. And which is something maybe introverts have a little bit more trouble doing, you know? So yeah, team up with extroverts is great. Just be open to having someone come and, and, <laughs> and talk to you. And another thing is that for example, I remember once I was in a hostel in Australia, which was my kind of hostel. It was kind of in a suburb. It's not in the city center um, and all that. And it had like corners where you can just like go and isolate yourself for a bit if you needed to. But I remember I always waited for people to leave the kitchen at night or for the, the big crowd. So I would always go just a little bit before, a little bit after, where there were fewer people. So it's easier to strike up a conversation when there's fewer people than when the kitchen is full and it's it's really hectic. And I I started talking with a guy, he started talking to me, the guy that works at the hostel and was cleaning the kitchen. So just because we were the only ones in the kitchen, it's just natural to start a conversation. And he started talking to me, I think he's an extrovert. And we talked for like two hours and introverts are really good at conversation. We talked for like two hours and the next day I'm going to have breakfast on my own and he just happened to be having breakfast with like four other people because he knew everybody and he was like, hey, join us. And we ended up spending like a week together with that group and that was lovely. And it was all because an extrovert approached me, you know, and he striked up a conversation and, you know, he was super nice and we got along. So, yeah. And you know what the advantage of being an introvert sometimes is? is that we don't need to socialize with 20 people. If you connect with one or two, you have one in life. That's what we like. We don't need so much. We need quality rather than quantity. That can be an advantage. No, definitely. And not only for introverts, I think for everyone. Uh, when it comes to friends, it's better quality than quantity. That's something that I've, I've learned throughout the years. Um, Absolutely. And I'm not saying, by the way, I don't want to stereotype because I'm not saying that extroverts are not good at connecting or they are not good at quality. They actually are. They just sometimes, this is a really interesting um, difference between extroverts and introverts. The extroverts need kind of like the superficial thing first, the small talk first, 
before they go into the deeper stuff. Whereas introverts, they need to go into the deep stuff first to feel comfortable to have small talk after. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. Um, I just remember the first time we met on video, uh, we talked for about 20 minutes and we just talked about our deepest traumas, like <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I don't even know how she is. <laughs> <laughs> But that's amazing. I love, I love that kind of conversation. Don't you like it? Well, I, I loved it. I loved it. And also, like, yeah. I, and I find that great because when you're traveling solo, you meet so many people all the time. And just imagine, like, asking everyone all the time, like, hey, where are you from? Like, yeah. um, it's always the same questions, the same small talk over and over and over again. So um, I think it's yeah. great to start with the deep things first because not everyone's stories are the same. Um, yeah, I mean, it's true that asking the same questions gets old. I also, I mean, I appreciate both approaches. I'm not saying that one is better than the other one, but I am saying that I think it's it's a good tool to know that. Yes. It's good to know because it's easier to understand the other person or to be more open. Yeah. 100%. And uh, let me ask you, Rose, so is there like any time when you were traveling and you start feeling overwhelmed because you were around too many people? Yeah, like pretty much in all my travels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to feel overwhelmed pretty quickly, especially in social situations. So what I try to do is Knowing this about myself, I try to put myself in situations like plan to have breaks. First of all, I mean, the main thing is if you are in a social situation and you're starting to feel drained, the first thing is just to know that it's okay to leave and to say, oh, hey, guys, I had a really good time. I'm just, you know, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and it's okay to leave, right? Um, I found for me that Planning in advance, not planning and having a super structure that you have to follow, but having certain things plan out um, works out really well. And what I mean by this, when I go to a new place, instead of wanting to do absolutely everything, um, I plan to do fewer things. So I know I won't be like completely overwhelmed rushing from one place to another. Uh, also, maybe, yeah, so plan breaks during your day. Um, Take breaks between destinations sometimes, saying, okay, you know, you finish visiting the city, maybe take an extra day just to chill. Definitely looking for, if you're staying at hostels, look for the quiet hostels. Or, you know, just stay one night in somewhere that is not a hostel. Hostels are great for socializing, but if you're overwhelmed, maybe one day you can stay at an Airbnb or even couch surfing, although that's still simulating because you're forced to interact in a way. But kind of just maybe a few nights in a hostel and then a few nights somewhere quieter, that helps a lot. Got it. So definitely planning. Well, I think that you said something very important that getting to know yourself first, like what you can handle and what you cannot handle and just self-awareness in general. Because based on what you said, it's like, okay, I know this and then I plan according to that. I know that I need breaks. I know that maybe I can plan a day to chill before heading to the next destination. Yeah, it's, uh, what you said is key, self-awareness. I think that knowing what introversion is and where you fall in the spectrum is really a tool for self-awareness. And for example, 
at the beginning when I started traveling, I didn't know all this. I was like traveling slowly just because I felt like my body needed it. And I saw people like rushing through places. And I was like, I felt that I was a bad traveler. I was like, how do they do it? Because I was going to fewer places. And then I understood that it's just how it felt right for me. But for example, in 2019, I did the Trans-Siberian trip and, you know, went to Russia and Mongolia. And it's great because you have the hours on the train to rest, but you're moving fast, quote unquote, fast through places. And that can be very stimulating. So I remember, even though I didn't have a fixed plan, I was like, for example, when I got to Moscow, I was really tired from being in St. Petersburg. So instead of just going to all the touristic places, I just decided to go to parks that were super peaceful. And I had a couch surfer lined up, but I felt like I didn't have the strength to interact so much. So I was like, would you mind if I go a day later? And I just stayed in a hostel, ironically, because that hostel was very quiet and had curtains on the bed and had a garden that was really quiet. So I could just like, you know, shut the noise out or being quiet. And then The next day when I felt ready, I just went to the couch surfing place. So those little changes, it might seem like obvious or stupid maybe for other people, but just, you know, check in with yourself constantly, how you're feeling, what your body is able to handle is, it's key. That's a great advice in itself, checking in with yourself and what your body can handle. Uh, Because even for me as I'm quote unquote extrovert, sometimes I'm like, yeah, going, going, going. And actually, I experienced travel burnout, which I didn't know that was a thing until I had it. And I remember I was in Malaysia and I was just traveling straight for a month and a half, almost two months. And then the last, the four days I spent on that island in Malaysia, I was just sleeping. Like the people that were around me were like, are you okay? It was like, I I think so, but I, I, I can't just, I can't move. I just need to sleep and... I think what you're saying is great, like self-awareness, checking in with yourself and your body so you don't get to that point where you cannot move. And what did you did, for example, after you recovered that time you were in Malaysia and you got tired? Uh, what did I do did you, after? Did you change the way like you moved? Did you move more slowly or not really? I went, I came back to the States. That was at the end ah, of my okay, trip. Okay, so okay. I was really pushing, pushing, pushing until the end. And then I was in this island where I wanted to see the bioluminescence and I wanted to mm. go snorkeling. I didn't do any of that because I didn't have the energy. So I never saw the bioluminescence. I saw it in Puerto Rico, but not there, you know, because <laughs> so, I was yeah. sleeping and... I missed out on this opportunity because of, you know, running on empty all the time. So, yeah, definitely checking in on your body is really important. Either if you're introvert, extrovert, ambivert, wherever you are, just checking in with yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I I do this. They usually say, like, you know, teach what you need to learn. Because on that Trans-Siberian trip, I didn't follow my advice all the time. I got sick, like, three times. Not on the Trans-Siberian trip, but in the trip that follows. So it was like six months and I just overdid it. But I was also excited and there were things that I didn't want to miss. But I remember in Moscow, I started to feel really tired. So there all the typical things of Moscow I didn't see, which I'm, I was never very interested in all the touristic stuff. But when I left Moscow, I started to, you know, have a temperature, ended up in bed in a hostel like two or three days I couldn't recover and that's all because I I overdid myself so I learned this lesson the hard way (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how you learned. <laughs> that's how you learned, yeah. And then it happened again and again and again. So it was like, okay, Rosanna, you didn't learn anything from the last time. Here you go again. There you go. And now you're here talking about that, giving that advice to other people. So we hope you're learning now. <laughs> I, think, I think now I did. <laughs> no, but it's like everything in life, you know, if you overwork yourself, over travel, over, 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 whatever, um, your body will... Will collapse, will, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Rosanna, so also let me ask you another question. You have been on the road for 10 years now and... What have you learned traveling as an introvert? Or just also traveling in general, because it's 10 years. It's like, I imagine like this encyclopedia of <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> it's funny. I learned the word introvert. I mean, I, I learned what it really meant and all the things that it implied when I was traveling. Oh. So when I was on the road and it really helped me to travel with more intention and more awareness. I think one thing I learned is that there is no right or wrong way to travel. You know that I told you like in the, in that first trip, one of my first trips, I was also in Southeast Asia and everyone was rushing through the islands. You know, I wanted to one day in Singapore, three days in Bali, whatever. And I was like, how do they do it? I am a bad traveler. I really felt that. And I felt that for a long time. When I was in Mongolia, I traveled with this guy who had been traveling like literally moving every like two days or five days or three days two years wow I do not know how he did it he was he's an extreme extrovert but I was like how do you do it so I was thinking okay there's something wrong with me and really there's nothing wrong we just all travel in different ways and they are all very valid so because there is a thing I don't know if you notice it in like the backpacking community especially like they come countries and and they ask you, oh, have you been here? And you're like, no, I haven't been. And they're like, oh, you totally should go. You know, it's amazing, whatever. And yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe sometimes you don't really have to go, you know, um, a little bit of this pressure. Yeah, I don't really agree with uh, country counting. And yeah. uh, again, it comes all comes down to self-awareness and what works for you. For me, it's about experience. Maybe I can spend two years in Mexico, but... You know, I had a exactly. great time there or, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I have heard that phrase and I have been asked that question as well. And I've had had some different reactions to my answers to that question. Um, so, yeah, totally, <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. So, again, it all comes down to self-awareness and what works for you. <laughs> yeah, I also don't know. I don't know how many countries I've been to. Like, they asked me these questions a few times, and I was like, I don't know. And once, I think I, once or twice, I counted them when they asked me, and I keep forgetting because it just really doesn't matter to me. And it matters to other people, and that's fine. But I just, I don't know. It's not important for me. Yeah. It's I more about the stories, as you said. It is. It is. And, and yeah. experience. So, okay. Uh, so traveling with intention is more about experience. That's amazing. So, Rosanna, for anyone listening to this that wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Oh, uh, well, I'm not a, one of those influencers. I don't have a website, <laughs> but my Instagram is open. So it's uh, ro.batagliotti, which I think it can be hard to... <laughs> 
for people to understand. So maybe you can, if you can write it down. Oh yeah, um, I will leave it in the show notes for sure. You can contact my Instagram is open. So if you have any questions or whatever you want to talk about, yeah, you can contact me through Instagram. Well, Rosanna, thank you so much for everything you shared with us and also for letting me interview you. I feel that I forced you to do this. So I'm really glad <laughs> no, you accepted. <laughs> you really didn't. Why you say that? <laughs> no, after we had our first conversation, I was just like, this woman is so brilliant. I want her on the show. So here we are. <laughs> thank you so much. I love you. Oh, thank you.